0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome to episode 84 of the Red Seat Podcast. This is your host, Jake Devereaux, and today I am joined by both Matt Collins and Brian Joyner of the greatest Red Sox website ever, Over the Monster. Uh, Welcome back, gentlemen.
2: Jake, you're feeling frisky.
1: I am. Matt, how you doing? How you feeling? Oh,
2: just wonderful. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I'm sure you're feeling better than David fucking Price is right now because... You're about to hear a rant from me about David Price. Not that you haven't heard one before, but let's just uh, let's lay the cards out on the table for Mr. Price here. Just to let you know how terrible he's been against the Yankees. So it is not overblown how bad he's been. Uh, he sucked against the Yankees again his last time out. Don't need to tell you that. I'm sure everybody listening to this watched it. He's now 2-6 and six versus the team with an 8.43 ERA, a 1.83 whip. And he's given up 13 home runs in those 9 starts. He's also 0-5 at Yankee Stadium with a 10.44 ERA. And uh, just just because I wanted to see, you know, just I, I wanted more punishment, I guess, I decided to look up his one playoff start versus the Indians, which I remember in 2016 was kind of a shitty start. But it was worse than I thought. 3.1 innings pitched, 5 earned runs, 2 walks. Uh, my thing with David Price is that this guy should not be near any sort of high-pressure situations, and he should certainly not be a starter for this team in the playoffs. Uh, Boston Globe had some really interesting stats on him. He's ranked 125th out of 126th all-time amongst Red Sox starters that have started more than five times versus the Yankees. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with David Price I would rather have Brian Johnson throw a playoff game against the
2: Yankees than David Price. Oh my God!
1: Nope, not even kidding. At least he'd have a chance.
2: Ugh. I don't even think you're like that far off base with anything you said until the Brian Johnson thing. That's that's banana pants.
3: Yeah, I agree with I agree with what Matt said like, because, because you can you can make a you can make a very good argument that uh, you want to go Sale, Porcello, Erod bullpen game. Uh, Pointer, you know, you can get me. Just say Pointer. Yeah, Pointer, I mean? sure.
1: Fire sure, remote. okay,
3: I mean, I agree with you.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, this is a legitimate problem, though, guys. So, ha- how far have you guys come on David Price at this point? Like, it would I, – I do feel like it would be legitimately irresponsible for the Red Sox to start him in the playoffs
3: at this point. I mean, look, Barry Bonds was whiffing at 80 – like, 9-mile-per-hour – fastballs in the world in the playoffs a couple years before he went and terrorized everyone and almost single-handedly won the World Series the only point I'm making here is that shit can turn on a dime now I understand you have many reasons to think price won't do it least of which being that the Yankees are excellent no matter who's pitching against them so they're always a threat to kick the shit out of someone Um as far as past performance indicating future results in this case um, as bad as things have been as bad as he's been in the playoffs I think if the Red Sox played the Yankees in the playoffs David Price would get one of the starting spots Matt what do you think
2: Oh, I don't think there's any question he would I think the question is whether or not he should and uh... but why but if he is going to what does it matter uh, I don't know. I guess because we talk about the Red Sox on a podcast, and this is a topic. Um, Do you have? I, don't know, I, mean, I think support that. No. Okay. No, I mean, I think I. I mean, I think ideally it would be Pomerantz starting in the spot, but I mean, there's no reason to believe Pomerantz is going to be back to what he was last year, and the other guy is right. And I don't really know what's going on with him and his knee. And I mean, do you really want to trust an aquaball in the playoffs? So I'd probably end up giving it to Price. But I mean, the Yankees are in his head. I don't. I don't really know if there's any way around that at this point. I mean, I'm not as concerned about the playoff stuff, but I am concerned about the Yankee stuff more. I, I do think uh,
3: the interesting thing, and Jake has alluded to this elsewhere in his sane ramblings um, that he was great in the super reliever role last year Um, and if they could convince him that that was the right thing to do that might be wonderful because David Price starting at the Yankees might be something different than David Price coming in the seventh inning against the Yankees but we are a long way off from that stuff and if David Price can continue to beat the crap out of the Orioles is of the worlds for the time being, uh, uh, for the time being, that's fine with me. Um, I don't hate David Price like Jake does, but I also do think that David Price getting his ass kicked by the Yankees puts a dent in Jake's opt out theory.
1: Uh, yeah, it probably does. Um, that's one thing I have to say. His ERA went from like 3.66 to 4.2 just in that one start uh, against the Yankees. Uh, I'm I'm with you on the idea of let's leave David Price in the rotation all year and let him beat up on other teams. I mean, I think in his last eight starts before that game, he, uh, he had a 2.76 ERA over that stretch. So, I mean, he's capable of beating up on teams when there's no pressure. Um, but there's also... Very clear evidence mounting, not as Yankees aside. I mean, the guy just can't pitch in the playoffs as a starter. He hasn't ever been successful at that. So, I guess when we're but Jake, talking my about. Point oh, was wait, 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 let me finish. No, 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 nope. no, Brian, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no,
1: the the whole thing with the playoffs with David Price is that we know that he sucks in the playoffs. We have overwhelming evidence. So when we start talking about, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't start Pomerantz because of, will he be better or maybe – we shouldn't start right because we don't know like what he would be in the playoffs. Like we know what David Price is in the playoffs. We know what he is against the Yankees. Well, and we know, what he we know what he's the we, we know what he's bad. We know what he's saying. But, but why do we have? Any, why
3: would we think that anything
0: different is going to happen? Example.
3: He was awful in the playoffs. Yeah. His entire career, he couldn't do anything, and then he just turned it around. And we obviously, I know that there are some mitigating factors in that, but my point is that in a given stretch of time, uh, any, if you're going to pick a temporal unit and say that so-and-so can't pitch in this temporal unit, that's uh, my take is that that is probably about 80% just happenstance. Now, 20% of it is you're playing better teams in the playoffs. So that is definitely valid, but, um, I am not convinced that David Price could not – like is incapable of pitching well in the playoffs. I haven't seen it, but I'm not – I don't think he can't do it. I mean how much more evidence do you need? We've got like 50 innings of him
1: pitching in the playoffs slash against the Yankees with the Red Sox. If you combined.
0: Have 50 innings
3: of a starting pitcher in a season, you would say that's yeah. not a big enough sample to do anything. So why, do exactly. we, why
1: then do we crown people who perform really well in the playoffs then? Why do we remember people like Madison Bumgarner for what he's been able to do in the playoffs, or do we talk about, you know, David Ortiz for what he did?
3: That's a small sample size too. But we <laughs> yes, honor but people they, like that. They, so why don't we praise people that we're talking about them doing it, which is something to be uh, praised? You're saying he cannot do it. He cannot. I'm not he saying, saying he so should can. be. I'm not saying he should be. No, 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 he has not done it, and he should not be praised for not doing it.
2: I mean, but, all of sports history is just littered with players who couldn't perform in the playoffs until that one time that they did, and then that like Alex Rodriguez, Peyton Manning are obviously LeBron James was that guy for a little while. I mean, just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it can't happen. And I'm not saying that I would be super confident in price, but I mean to say that there's absolutely no chance that's I don't I don't think it can go that far. How will
1: Yeah, Jake. I don't, don't think right any now. of us.
2: Opt- Jake, we're not optimistic.
3: Right. Let's, let's, let's but, back it but up. A how bit.
2: old we're is David arguing. Price
1: at this point? He's 32. He's Is he 32 how or 33 at this point? How old is Justin Verlander? Has he's, Justin Verlander ever been bad in the playoffs to this
3: degree? I don't, really, I don't know the same the, point. No, I don't understand the age thing
2: if you're talking about the, how old he, the he
1: is. The age thing he's is perfect. you know you talk about the comparisons between guys like LeBron or guys you know like Peyton Manning. They,
2: when I mean, was they, How old was Manning? I mean, this is a legitimate question. I don't really follow football enough. But... like 30, I think.
1: Yeah, he was right found... around 30. I mean, when when they won against the shitty Bears team that he had <laughs> barely anything to do with. Um, hopefully there are no Colts fans listening to this, but no, Manning was I, never I... the reason why they won any Super Bowl. No,
3: he shouldn't have been. Adai should have been the MVP of that game.
1: Yeah. That's right. Oh. We, hey,
3: we can agree on that. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, like at this point in his career, he's already like he's he's past thirty, he's past his prime, he's not getting any better as a pitcher. Why then should we believe that his luck is suddenly going to change?
3: Because it's not luck. skill. Jeff of Weaver was a beast in the playoffs for the Cardinals. Jeff Weaver. It just random things can happen in the playoffs, but I guess I mean. The real question is, and I guess maybe I'm not as convinced that he would get the shot. I mean, it seems like he would have to get the chance, but I definitely think that given everything he's like, it's not that Jake is not like you're saying is invalid. It's obviously all true. He's been shit and shit against the Yankees. I feel like they have to give him a start, but they, ha- they'll be, re- I think Matt, the, the combination is that if they do it, they'll. Have Pomerantz ready to back him oh. up in like first or second. Oh, the,
2: sh- the shortest of short leashes. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, there's no other like really appealing option. I think the closest thing would be Wright, because I don't really have any faith in Pomerantz at this point. And I mean, Wright was obviously really good uh, before he got hurt. So if he came back and looked like he did before he got hurt, I guess I could see him getting a start over Price, but. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like Price is going to be fine through the rest of the regular season, and that's not to say that should give you any more faith or whatever. But if he's pitching well through the rest of the regular season, I I just can't imagine a scenario where they're not going to start him in the playoffs.
1: Let me just. That's give just you not a, how these things work. Let me give you one more one more thing to ponder on about David Price here. April 11th versus the Yankees. One inning pitched. Four earned runs.
2: He, that that he was got, an actual injury, and I he mean, mean he if you're going to play the, like, that that was a fake injury card... I, no, I'm not going to play
1: that that's a fake injury, but the
3: shortest of short leashes,
1: even this, with this, this guy, don't necessarily this last always work. This,
3: this last start might be a fake injury. I'm not going to say this. <laughs> this last one wasn't, because he's yeah. like, oh, I had blisters or something like that. It's like, okay.
2: Did he say that?
3: He said something. He was like, I had blisters. I didn't or even I
2: pay attention. Ball, ball, Everybody, ball. Let me tell you something about that night. Everybody lost their, like... The fucking minds that night. That was absurd, even for Red Sox fans. I still that, haven't that gotten that. Got I mean, I don't think you're, I hope you're not in the same boat as like people saying that this team just can't win in the playoffs and no. things like that. I mean, it was, well, that, I mean, that was the thing. That was, I don't know, that night just got weird. No. I, I was like really angry that night. Can we That's agree that. that the
3: first three playoff starters should be Sale, Porcello, Erod? Is that yes, pretty 100%. locked down? 100%. Yep. Probably.
1: Let me Whoa. let me just give you two more reasons here why David Price pisses me off. So everything else aside, here are two quotes from him directly after this Yankees blow up start where he gave up eight runs and gave the team no chance to win. I never have given up five home runs in my career. No one gives a shit, David. And then the next thing they put good swings on what I felt like were pretty good pitches.
2: Some of them weren't bad pitches. Okay, don't and say a couple that. Of the... Like.
1: Okay. Holy well, shit. First of all, take who a cue gives from a shit Chris he Sale. No, because okay. it matters. I know. It matters for fans. Take a cue it from matters Chris for Sale. You. Whenever Chris Sale it matters gets blown up Please. on a rare occasion, Chris Sale says, I flat out sucked. I was shit. I didn't execute. I went out there and I sucked. Just say that. That's it. Just well, shout out yeah, and Chris say Sale. Well, yeah, but Chris Sale is much
3: better. It's, it's much easier for him. I will say a couple of the home runs Price gave up were Yankee Stadium specials that were just like Yankee Stadium and juiced ball specials where right. it's just like they were the right field it's like come on but he clearly like he got pounded it was that series the whole series was weird it was uh the last two games were like not baseball games <laughs> they were just the bludgeonings that were over in two hey, And the
2: first one was a blowout too yeah, sure but not like to the same extent not I guess the same but same same. still none pretty of them. Outside, yeah
1: i got to say, Aaron Hicks, top five center fielder in baseball for me.
2: I wrote about Aaron Hicks for uh, BaseballPerspectives.com today. Do you agree, man? I like Aaron. Top five? Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know off the top of my head.
1: Here would be my top five. Trout, Kane, Starling Marte, A.J. Pollock, Aaron Hicks. That would be my top five.
2: That still doesn't really help me. I don't know. I like Aaron Hicks is what I'm saying. And this is also a fantasy thing and not real baseball. But yes, oh,
3: that,
2: yeah, like- that would be my
3: real baseball he's list for
1: that.
2: In,
3: he's in – He's He's. in. I would say like he's in the 5 to 10 conversation because if you wanted to put a guy like Adam Eaton ahead of him, he's not healthy. But it's just a matter of how you want to judge it. But it, it's not unreasonable.
2: Do you have Kiermaier on there? I kind of like Kiermaier. Kiermaier's
1: awesome, but I'm just talking about whole package, defensive and offensive. I think those are So what about are... JPJ? Oh, my God.
3: I'm Moving still, on. I'm still... oh, no, no, no. I'm... Oh, you don't like him. I forgot. Go ahead. No, you can't put him in the no, no, conversation
1: no, 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 right. for top five with
3: no offense, man. Come on. No offense. I don't know, man. Dude has like a 500 slugging percentage since mid-May, according to a Twitter account that nobody likes. <laughs>
1: Well, that's good info. Uh, Red Sox are now 4-5 and five on the year versus the Yankees. They're 10-10 versus the Yankees, Astros, and Mariners for what it's worth. Um, I think the Red Sox are just fine. Like, to, to, to get away from the sky is falling stuff that we did see on Twitter, like to go back to the stuff that Matt was talking about, um, I am not at all convinced that there's any problem with this team, that they can't win in October or anything like that. No, the only thing that I'm convinced about is David Price has no business starting in October. Um, but I think this team could 100% go to the World Series and win it
2: with the team that they have right now. Of course. They've won over two-thirds of their games. It's absurd that anybody would say otherwise. Absolutely have it, absurd. Is this their
3: best record to this point in the season, I mean, mm-hmm. ever? It's That's f- I'm really asking.
1: I think it's since 1940. Eight or yeah, 46 or something like that The Ted Williams
3: So about uh, tenth integration when I have said before When I think all records should begin So I'm going to count it. All uh, records
2: should begin in uh,
1: 1998 So That's when baseball's I started. believe integration was 47 But Yeah I think you're right Yeah Um All right, one guy I want to talk about, though, we touched on him real briefly, was Brian Johnson. Uh, Brian Johnson has gotten the start the last couple times out. Um, He got the start on the third against the Nationals. He went four and two thirds, uh, gave up eight hits, two earned runs, two walks, two Ks, zero home runs. Uh, And then the outing before that, when he got the start, he pitched four innings, one earned run. And then way back in April, he had a six inning, uh, one earned run game as well. Against the Marlins uh, I went back looked at his starts from last year too and I'm getting more and more convinced that Brian Johnson is actually like a viable fifth starter maybe not for this team but for some team in baseball he could be a viable fifth and I think he's actually better as a starter than he is as a reliever
3: I think he uh for this team is like I agree with you that on a different team I think on this team he's like half or like seventy percent of a fifth starter. But
2: he's uh he's great
3: for what they need him to do. He's
2: fine. I don't know. I I kind of feel like and I'm not really basing this on anything, he just kinda of feels like a pitcher who does really well the first time a team sees him, but then once they kinda of know what's coming, it doesn't go as well. Like he doesn't like his stuff just isn't overpowering. So if you can kind of figure out um, like what his pitches are, and maybe try and figure out his sequencing a little bit. You can get to him. Plus, I mean, he walks a really fine line. If he if his command is off even a little bit, he gets hit hard. So, I mean, yeah, he can probably be a number five starter on like a bad team or something. But I I wouldn't really overstate how good he is. He's just fine. He's there.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying he's any sort of a uh, a savior or anything like that, but
2: you did uh, say you would start him over Price in a playoff game. Well, he'd
1: be the third starter on the Marlins. I mean. I would start him over Price. Um, but the, the thing. The Marlins aren't
2: a team. The Marlins aren't a professional team. Isn't
1: Fair. he a perfect National League fifth starter, though? If you think about it, with his bat, you know, winning that two-way player award in college, he'd be awesome yeah, on I,
2: the National League club. I, uh, I'm i going to go out on a limb and say that his uh, batting stats would be putrid. Yeah, Because he's course. a pitcher.
3: But it'd still be kind of fun.
2: No, pitchers hitting is never fun.
3: John Lester hit another home run. I mean, what's wrong with you?
2: Ah, uh, John some Lester. Some guy. When I said something about uh, NL rules being bad, some guy's response was sending a still image of John Lester hitting a home run. <laughs> like that was like that was gonna convince me that NL rules are actually good. The NL is garbage. It's hot garbage. co Uh.
1: John Lester, a pitcher with a good record against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, by the way.
2: Uh, no, we're not doing the John Lester thing. Just yeah,
3: saying. I I know, I know. It's, the it's rewritten
2: temp- history on John Lester is just
3: unreal. It's, it's tempting. I, I The one thing that's overlooked to me in all of that is just that the upheaval and sort of like the Red Sox front office and ownership that – Obviously, it's easy for us to just point, say they should have done Lester, but it was we're in a good place now. I don't care about that stuff anymore. I didn't care about it at the time, I certainly don't care about it now.
1: No, I wouldn't have brought it up, but you know, Lester being there. No, it, no was there. it was there. It was, it it was there. It. it was there. It was there. The Red Sox made a trade uh, since the last time we were on this podcast, and it's a trade that I actually really love. Uh, they traded Santiago Espinal, an infielder, uh, I believe he was at High A Salem. Um, for Steve Pierce, uh, who is sort of an outfield first base utility guy, more of a first base guy, uh, crushes lefties. Um, Matt, let me go to you on this one. Um, how does this immediately improve the Red Sox?
2: It gives them somebody to hit lefties. I mean, they've been really bad against lefties this year. And I mean, they had been getting better before this trade happened, but they still. I mean, he gives Moreland a break, he gives Bradley a break, he gives Benintendi a break um, when there's a lefty on the mound. And... Plus, he gives them a pinch-hitting option late in games that they haven't really had all year. So they were kind of hurting for like legitimate offensive depth. They just had a bunch of like, Brock Holtz, Blake Swihart, Sue Linz. So having somebody that can actually like hit well off the bench and somebody you can plug into the lineup and feel good about, that's a huge upgrade for them Fair pretty minimal cost.
1: Yeah. And, and Espinal really does kind of, uh, his ceiling is sort of a utility guy. It seems like if, if that, if he gets to that point, uh, so it's he's, not like it's a huge loss.
2: No, I mean, he's good. He's been getting better every year. And, um, I wouldn't be totally shocked if he kept getting better and could be, like, a second-division starter in, like, a best-case scenario, but um, it's absolutely worth it for the Red Sox, but I wouldn't say, like, Espinosa nothing or anything. No, he's,
1: definitely he's been... not nothing. He's one of the few guys having a good season this year in the Red Sox yeah, minor league. He's
2: hitting for Yeah, he's hitting for a lot of power, too, and um, Salem's not an easy place to hit home runs, so a uh, shortstop who can do that is at least intriguing.
3: Yeah, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, for me, this is just – it reminds me of uh, the Nunez trade last year, except for maybe people are higher up on this. Because I remember when the Nunez, Nunez trade happened. He was great last year. Uh, people were like, eh, eh what underwhelming. does this matter?
2: That yeah, was it was underwhelming, but, but it yeah. and he was
3: great.
1: That
2: was He was a huge spark for them last
1: year. I didn't yeah, expect got, that though. When he got traded over here, I, I looked at his numbers what and what done, he had done, and I was really just
2: like, "Eh,
1: they were good. They yeah, were good.
3: Um, they were good before he came. Um, yeah, they were but, fine. It just didn't seem like what the good. team needed,
1: you They're know, at
3: that point. Right. I I agree, but in this case, this is this is just like the platonic ideal of a trade you want to do. We talk about Dombo. What is he going to do with these big moves and the this small move getting a, a prospect to like most prospects aren't going to make the majors getting him for Steve Pierce, a guy who played, who batted uh, cleanup his first game, did <laughs> a double in his first at bat. Like this is a coup. I mean, it's a small coup. It's like a coup of uh, like, um, Careful. Eritrea, but it's, it's, uh, it was – that's a great trade. It's a great I don't
1: know trade. what just happened. He just uh, – the, the small East African nation of Eritrea whose
3: people Sorry, are I ethnically. Ethiopian. I was thinking of Andor- – I wanted to say Andorra. <laughs> I wanted to say Andorra, but I wanted to say Angola. Angola is
2: big. Andorra the is not. What are you guys talking about? Uh, Africa. <laughs> geography. I'm not very good
1: at geography. Um. Uh, no, but the, the Steve Pierce move is great. I, th- I think we all agree with that. And The the thing that I like about Pierce is that when you dig into his advanced stats, too, he's been a bit of a, a sabermetric darling. He's always had like a really good WRC+, plus and one of these guys who always seems like he's a really good hitter, and sort of is, and I think that can only improve what's
3: already a strength for this team. And thankfully, his name is not spelled like Paul Pierce, so he doesn't need to be worried about getting stabbed. True that.
2: Um the sweet ever tell you I went to high school with the uh niece of the guy who stabbed Paul Pierce. Nice. Holy so I, I had gym class with him. Wow. Yeah. It's an interesting school. <laughs>
1: um, Red Sox went down to DC. Uh no one got stabbed. Um
3: The Nats got
1: stabbed. The Nats did. Yeah, they bled <laughs> out. Um but I wanted to talk about one particular start, that first game in the series. I think we were all kind of expecting, well, not me, because I actually predicted a Sox win on a Nationals podcast. Suck it. Um, but Scherzer versus... Uh, for a versus... second, I thought
3: you said National podcast. I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Scherzer versus Porcello ended up being super entertaining. Uh, and how awesome was that Rick Porcello hit?
2: Oh, I got roasted for that one. Did you? Why? I he, made some comment about how dumb Domento baseball was like ten seconds before double. <laughs>
3: I didn't realize that they were like boys among boys like they're besties
2: shares yeah yeah, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah I
3: had no idea um, yeah i I think I was busy and I saw it was three nothing and I came back and I was thinking about fantasy I'm like God Ben and Tinny must have done something good. And then I didn't even look it up online. And then Porcello came up for the second time. It was like three run double into third or second, whatever it was. I'm like, what the
2: fuck? Yeah, me? he was uh, he was smiling at Scherzer like expecting Scherzer to smile back. And uh, yeah, that's not how Scherzer is on the mound. No, you no didn't really but giving mean, that smile they, back.
3: <laughs> the Red Sox the Red Sox uh, fucked up the Nationals so much that Scherzer went ape on them yesterday. Yeah, I know.
2: Scherzer's a maniac, I love that
1: guy Oh, he's awesome But, the, you know, they they haven't won They've won like once in Scherzer's last five starts So the guy's probably losing his mind right now
2: It's uh, good uh, I saw stat Now I don't know it This is not good podcasting I just saw a stat, they've been like Unbelievably bad since the Capitals won the cup huh. And I think that's the curse
1: Interesting. A little give and take there. Some voodoo magic was performed. Something
2: good happened in Washington sports and now everything bad is happening, which makes sense.
1: Well, at least they got one nice thing. So good for DC. They hadn't won in a long time. Uh, update on Dustin Pedroia here. Dustin Pedroia is rehabbing in New York City. Um, there is no real timetable for him still. The team doesn't really know what the hell's going on with him. Um but Wait, my... he's he's rehabbing
3: in New York City.
2: Yeah, he's. Actually... He went to see a doctor there, and they like um, suggested he stay there. The doctor. Yo, I'm gonna so go. go. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
3: go hang out with him.
2: Yeah, go stalk him. It's a pretty Do small it. town. You should be able to find. Him. Yeah, <laughs> ask around, no issues. Um,
1: my question for you two gentlemen is: Is the team okay with Brock Holt here, or should they add? Uh, a second baseman they also did add you know for what it's worth Brandon Phillips who can play second and third uh but he's not in playing shape right now I believe that outfield and relief pitcher are bigger priorities because I actually like Holt but I wanted to get you guys' opinion on uh what do you what do you think about this situation
2: I don't think they need to I mean I wrote about this today I don't really know um I think they should at least be looking into it. I think somebody like Lowry, although I'm not sure the A's are going to be sellers at
1: this Mike point. Mike Lowry? Jed. Oh, uh, I thought you meant the dude from Bad Boys.
2: Okay, I'm just going to ignore that. Um, Lowry or as Drubal Cabrera <laughs> would probably be good targets. Uh, you just threw me so far off. <laughs> Forget it. I'm done with this point. I don't know. That's my answer. God damn it.
1: Brian, what do you think about Mike Larry?
3: Um, You know, I've seen Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. I think that Bad Boys 2 is the best – like Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys 1 are so different in like the American film firmament. Bad Boys 2 was the most – it still might be the most ridiculous action movie I've ever seen. And in the middle of that movie, they set the record, I think, like this is very Bill Simmonsy for like the most ridiculous action scene I've ever seen. They top it three times before the end of the movie. Um, what is happening? That, <laughs> we're talking about bad boys. We're talking about bad boys, Matt. We're talking about bad boys. Um, let's talk about CJ Chatham or some Red Sox stuff instead. Go, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> All right. Well, we
1: don't really know whether or not Dustin Pedroia is going to be back anytime soon, so they might have he, to do no, something. No, yes, expensive. we do. Yeah,
3: actually, yes, we do. He's not going to be back. <laughs> He's probably not going to be back. Uh, if he's but, rehabbing in New York City, yeah, he's yeah. not coming back anytime soon.
1: It doesn't seem good right now. It
3: really doesn't.
1: We're, we're going to address this later, so <laughs> maybe, maybe we can
3: marinate on this. For my entire 20s and 30s, and I was not in playing shape.
1: I will say, Bad Boys 2, though, great TV movie. If it's on, you stop it and watch it. But the only movie that I'd rather stop kid. and watch is iRobot. Whenever that's on with Will oh, Smith. Let me tell you I something about iRobot. Okay.
2: I have seen I, Robot at least 300 times in my life. It's great, right? It, you know, it, I mean, it's just, it's a classic Will Smith movie. It's yeah. just, it's not, it's it nothing. It's once. like an actually, and like nothing really happens, like. You just sit there and watch the whole thing. Oh, what about the heroics
1: at the end? Sonny decides that his body is built for that one mission, and...
3: he look, I like iRobot. It's It's like, oh, that's Tom Brady. She... They have a kid. (laughs) That's all I think.
1: I'm of the rare opinion she's better looking than uh, Giselle, by the way. we
3: don't have to get
2: into that. Yeah,
3: just saying. I Um, have been of that opinion in my life, and then I stopped caring. But, (laughs) um... Yeah, but uh, she's she's they're both very uh pretty people. Yes,
1: very beautiful. Um Tyler Thornburg back on the 25 man roster should make his debut.
3: Huh? Speaking of pretty people. That was just a joke. I have no well, idea what he looks like, honestly, cuz I have not seen him pitch for the Red Sox. He's fine looking.
1: I think uh if he played in a movie Washington, what's his name would uh play him the uh Hugh Hugh Jackman would play him, I think. Huge Jackman. Hugh Jackman and Thornburg look kind of similar to me.
2: Uh I, yeah, I guess. I'll I'm give it to you. Him. I don't really like it, but I'll give it to you. Okay. I'm getting of a um
3: Leev Schreiber. Liev Schreiber oh, thing. What a great like a, narrator. It the crazy thing about that, sorry Matt. The crazy thing about that <laughs> is that I've I've heard I've seen him act and I've heard him talk. And then the narration is so good, but it, to me, does not sound anything like him.
2: Well, have you Um, been
1: watching, like, Ray Donovan or something in his terrible Boston accent?
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) So bad.
1: So bad. It's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch that and then listen to his narration, it's like, how is this even the same human being?
2: I don't know what you're talking about. What does he narrate?
1: Oh, he narrates like the the HBO hard boxing knocks. specials and Hard Knocks, hard knocks. And,
2: like
3: he wins uh... Emmys for Hard Knocks every single year.
2: Yeah, it's I, really, I haven't watched. I haven't watched Hard Knocks and like
3: I used to see him in Brooklyn all the time when I lived in the in Brooklyn and see him all the time. He lived nearby. Um, and then he did got divorced from Naomi
2: Watts. Bad decision. Yeah, I like how this is turning into the obscure and irrelevant pop culture podcast. There's no game today. What are <laughs> we gonna do? Oh, of course. I mean. I always go to like I don't even know how to say his name. Leave Schreiber. Yeah, he was in BoJack. That's that's what I know about him. BoJack Horseman, the best show on TV.
1: I actually haven't watched that. I gotta check that out. You're Sorry. not depressed
2: enough. Yeah, Mad definitely. is. <laughs> well, maybe I'll watch it after. <laughs> to be David very Price sad. <laughs> oh, it's a different kind of sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> definitely makes you feel very sad.
1: All right, let's get to some prospect news here. Uh, Speaking of being sad, first rounder Tristan Cassis is out for the year with a UCL tear in his thumb. Uh, He will be back probably by instructs is what I've heard. Um, Second rounder Nick Decker also hurt, broke his wrist. Um, Should be back within like four weeks, I guess. Michael Chavis has returned from a suspension. He is expected to play first base, second base. And third base, which might tell you something about Dustin Pedroia. Lorenzo Cedrola was traded to the Reds for additional international money. He uh, netted them a million and a half bucks and more money to spend on the international market. Is that
2: confirmed?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. And Drew Pomeranz is rehabbing at Pawtucket, and uh, he got <laughs> rocked for two and two thirds <laughs> over five or five home runs. Yeah, it was... Four homerooms. Yeah, that was bad. Price-esque. Uh, I think it was the same night. It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, double doozy right there.
2: So... Indeed.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it kind of makes sense. The Red Sox were sort of jammed up with guys that they could protect in Cedrola, and they were looking to get more international money, and the Sox prospects guys actually accurately predicted that he was one of three players they were saying might get traded, and he did. So... Uh, Big ups to those yeah.
2: gentlemen. I like Cedrula. I'm a little upset about it, but it's more of a preference thing. He's just my kind of player.
1: Yeah, he's he good. Sense. He's having a good year. He probably should have been moved up.
2: Yeah, well, I kind of figured something was up because there's really no reason he should have been at Greenville at all this year. Never mind for the entire season. So um, I kind of figured that they were ready to move on from him.
3: So, yep. They always not- get –
2: they got – They got international money from the Reds last year, too, so that kind of seemed like a partnership made in heaven. Yeah, it's
1: that uh, Longhi money, right?
2: Yeah. I don't think he got them as much, but...
1: Yeah, a million and a half's not small, especially when Yeah, I was surprised.
2: I had heard, like, that may be the amount, but I didn't know that was confirmed. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, $4.9 million is the budget for the Red Sox pre-Cedrola, so... Uh, that's uh that's pretty pretty respectable. Uh let's get to some listener questions here, guys. Uh Jake Costick asks asks our first question. Uh he says, Should the Red Sox entertain the possibility of trading Heath Henry, Joe Kelly, and or Brian Johnson, among others on the MLB club for prospects to reload the system? The idea is that guys like Buttry, Maddox, Thornburg, and trade acquisitions could take their place. Uh what do you guys think?
3: Brian,
2: you want to talk about Cos-
3: one? Jake Jake Costick. The, the call is coming from inside the
2: house. <laughs> it is,
3: yeah. What up, Jake? Um,
2: Our friend out of Lafayette. Lefou- no, I'm going to defer to Matt on this one. Um, unless there's absolutely no swap for them on the roster, then no. I don't think it's ever a good idea to give up anybody who you think can help, who you think makes the Major League roster better, uh, to help the farm system when you're trying to win a World Series. And I like Butchery. I... In mildly intrigued by Thornburg and Maddox, but I mean there's no way I'm trading Hembry or Kelly. Johnson I could see kind of being on the outside looking in, so if that happens, I wouldn't mind trading him, but that's the only reason. If you're gonna if you're just gonna DFA him anyways, then yeah, you could do that. But otherwise no.
3: Matt, who do you have more confidence in right now? Hembry or Kelly? <sighs> that's the response I wanted, buddy.
2: That's, yeah, that's I like Henry, Keith right? Henry more than, like, everybody else, and I s- never really trusted Joe Kelly. I think I still have to go Kelly, but it's it's close. Henry's right. over I, I wrote about this month. today, too. I, everybody who's not Kimbrell and Barnes is kind of, like, in that same range. Remember when Kimbrel people were Barnes.
1: trying to convince me that Kelly was as good as Barnes?
2: Do you remember hey, that? Hey, man. Uh, I've always been a Matt Barnes guy. Barnes that's, is the man. It's my dude. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's very good. He is. But best. I think
3: that... Uh, and our trade deadline series coming up will reflect this. We
2: all expect them to go out and get a reliever. They, there's no reason they shouldn't.
1: Uh, I'm with you 100% on this, though, Matt. There's no reason you deal Major League depth, depth at this point. Henry, Kelly, Brian Johnson, those guys are all worth more to you right now than they are to anybody else. And Ty Butchery, as good as the stuff can be, that dude petrifies me with how much he loses command at times, so I certainly will not want to be relying on him.
2: He's but yeah, I, I, I wanted to get a chance at some point, just to see what he is. But um, it's kind of hard to spot for that right now. Yeah, because I am injured.
1: Uh, next question comes from Mike Teague. He says, "What is a surprise on the trade market that we'll be talk, we'll all be talking about? Uh, could be an interesting trade no one's talking about, or maybe a lack of a move. What's an interesting
3: scenario no one's considering? Anybody want to get at this one?" The only interesting thing to me would be if they didn't trade for a reliever. That would be very interesting to me.
2: Oh, are you talking about the Red Sox or just in general? Um, I was,
3: I'm assuming the
1: Red Sox, but he didn't specify. Jake, you know what happens when you assume? I, don't have I a Red think Sox I've Sox done one. this one before. You make an ass out of you and me, Brian. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Sometimes you're usually you're wrong. right. You're usually right. That's what I said. <laughs> okay, okay, good.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't I do have a Red Sox one, but I was going to say the Mets uh, trade Syndergaard.
1: Ooh, yeah, that'd be that shocking. Not, not one. I'd be shocked if they traded Degrom or Syndergaard. Where?
3: Where? I don't anyway. know man. I'm just trying to make it. Just trying to get these takes up. No, but I, But it's a. It's a real question. I'm like where. Yeah,
2: I mean, I put I thought of this literally like ten seconds before I said it.
3: I mean, I hate it because it's true, but the Daily News, the New York Daily News, like a month ago, mocked up Syndergaard and Degrom in. Yankees gear and said that those trades make the most this the most obvious trading partner and
2: I mean it is they'd be giving probably, up uh, yeah. a lot
3: Glee back. yeah but uh, they
2: have Flores would definitely be gone yeah
3: uh, and he's um, hurt now so but I mean it's uh I don't yeah. think it'll happen but that would taking that team out I think limits it a lot especially because the Astros are sort of another team you might expect are pretty shocked. up if the uh, Mets yeah, I mean, traded those probably, guys
1: I mean like that would be essentially like committing suicide in that market if but you traded so is, to the US I mean the so
3: game one for the Mets like yeah I, doesn't just simply being the Mets is doing that so.
1: <laughs> yeah I guess so especially if you talk to a Mets fan you do get that uh, sense
2: I uh all my, the time one yeah. of my best friends is a Mets Jets Dicks fan and uh it's not even fun just sad. <laughs> that's
3: that's the golden combo. There. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Can't I mean, I, think. I, if you if you tack on the Islanders too, it just gets
2: it, yeah, he's it's Rangers with
3: like,
1: Yeah. See. Everybody who was born past '94 is Rangers. Uh,
2: yes.
3: Well, he wasn't born past '94.
2: but... What?
3: You have a friend who's 22. Oh,
2: oh I thought you meant born '94 at later. Past-
3: Oh,
2: oh, I got you. I, I Ask, he's born in '91. I should have phrased
1: that better, but yeah, um, yeah, that that was, I, I, that was unbelievable. Mark Messi. Anyhow, anyway, uh, Vinny, Vinny asks our next question. He says, "What is this team's biggest weakness?" Uh, Brian, what's the biggest weakness on the team?
3: Second base defense. Oh shoot! What about with Holton? <sighs> okay. Anybody read that Drellic article on Holt? I thought that was uh. he he talked about hold.
2: Yeah, I haven't read it yet. He
3: had like severe anxiety and, uh, sort of credits. He doesn't put himself in, uh, anxious situations like Pedroia's kids. They are at the mall of America and asked him to go on a roller coaster. And he's like, no, 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 that is this. He realizes now that is sort of stuff that makes me, uh, messed up. Um, Mm -hmm. what is the, I mean, second base defense has been recently, obviously, the pain point. Um, they don't really have one. I guess, I guess the the biggest weakness uh, that I can identify at this very moment is uh, whether David Price would
2: start the playoffs or not. <laughs> I think you were right. I think it, I was going to say infield defense in general, but I mean second base specifically. Interesting. I, I I, and base running too. Base running's still pretty frustrating. They're getting better, but it's still not great.
1: I still think it's the bridge to uh, Barnes and uh, Kimbrel. That's that's what worries me the most. I don't know, man. Okay. I, I need I to ask it, you. But it's I need been to ask so you.
2: Good.
3: I'm serious about this. Yeah. Why isn't Pointer on the roster?
1: I don't know, man. Um, well, Pointer's ahead of him. I'm I'm
2: not. This I don't is know not judging Take a really
1: well, that's the thing is so many guys are out of options. That's yeah. like, I mean, you can't take out Workman right now. He has an option, but he's been throwing amazing. You can't it's take great. out Barnes. He has an option. And then you're not it's taking great. out Kelly or Kimbrell. So then that for- leaves you Hembree and Quaves. Thornburg both don't have and options. Fits. So then maybe Velasquez. Velasquez is really the only guy you can but think But I think you him. want a long
2: guy. Right. What, what, what about Quavis? Cuevas got sent down for uh, Thornburg. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. See, I thought it was a little weird that um, Pointer wasn't on there before Th- Thornburg came back, but now that Thornburg's here, there's, there's just don't. not enough space. All unless really unless they get rid of, uh, they could DFA Swihart and go with the short bench and bring up Pointer. I, I wouldn't mean, hate that. they should. Given how frequently yeah, I hate that
3: Swihart seems yeah. to make sense.
2: Yeah. I but it seems like I week.
3: think we can sort of deduce that they're, they believe that Thornburg will be able to do something.
1: They also must think they can trade Blake Swihart because they wouldn't just keep him on roster yeah, this long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, I mean, that's there's
3: the a feeling. Shake Shack in City Field and Center Field. Trade Swihart for like <laughs> two double Shack burgers.
2: There's I've a Shake Shack
3: in. at Nats Park too. I've
2: never had Shake Shack. It's good. It's pretty. It's very good. It's good. It's very good.
3: It's in and out. It's same same thing.
2: See, In-N-Out, I was kind of disappointed in, but just because everybody like hyped it up so much. You know? Did you go yeah, to you know, it's, It was fine. It's Pink's better than In-N-Out,
1: but it takes a
2: lot longer. I don't know what that is. It's
1: the hot dog joint out there?
2: Pink's? I, yeah, I I've been off the East Coast once in my life. So. Same. Yeah, what? I've a lot of experience. Listen, traveling takes time and money, man. I don't yeah. have either of those things. Well, yeah, where we're... did you go? My brother moved to Arizona a couple years ago, so I went to uh, spring training with him when he first moved out there. Jake,
1: where
3: did you go? I was
1: in San Diego, whale's Vagina.
3: Where my in-laws are from. I'm going there next summer.
1: Nice. I saw a panda while I was there. It was great.
3: Next question comes from Zach C.,
1: the Raiders. We're really all over the map today. (laughs) We are. Uh, any news on the international bonus pool money we still have left, and do you think we are in on Victor Victor? He's referring to Cuban outfielder Victor Victor Mesa, uh, who I believe is 21 years old and pretty good. Uh, I actually did the calculation on this. The Red Sox have $2,543,500 left on the international That's,
2: market. Did they – um? Do they have all the dollar amounts? They usually don't release the Venezuelan signing bonuses.
1: Uh, the signing of Venezuela?
2: So I'm going off of
1: one, two, three, four, five, six Dominicans. I don't know how many they signed. One Venezuelan that they signed so far. And,
2: and they had the signing bonus on
1: them? Yeah, they had the signing bonuses listed for those guys. But then they don't have a bunch of other Venezuelan guys that they signed. Yeah. Um, and three more Dominican guys. So I have no clue... But I would guess that they're all much smaller amounts because they tend to make these like almost nothing bonuses for a bunch of dudes. Um, so they got
2: trouble with that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you're sense. probably right, but uh, it's it's harder to follow this time of year just because the lat. I mean, the whole Latin America uh, baseball scene is really sketchy. They don't release all the numbers, and it's not all above board, but. It's not like the draft where you kind of get the full picture. We don't really know what they're doing yet.
1: Yeah, and I would guess they have like $2 million in change to work with, even after yeah. all those other guys signed. But I would anticipate that they're going to be in on Victor
2: Victor. I mean, he's, he's awesome, be.
1: and he fills a gap for them.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be enough money. I don't really know what other teams are at, but it um, should at least be in the conversation. I mean, that's... They need to improve their farm system, and that's a pretty easy way to do it is to get a top talent who's 20, 21 years old.
1: Yeah, and, and to uh, give you another point for that, uh, Eduardo Lopez was their top signing this year, an outfielder out of the Dominican Republic, and he only signed for a million, a little over a million. So, um, you know, it's not like they landed a huge guy like they did last year with Daniel Flores or. Even their top three guys all passed uh, Eduardo Lopez's bonus last
2: year. I didn't know Diaz got that much.
1: Uh, Diaz got 1.6. Flores got 1.4. And uh, Daniel Flores got 3.1, like, right? Yeah. So Eduardo Lopez,
2: 1.15 this year. It's their top guy. You know, Flores doesn't get brought up enough for, like, the state when we talk about the state of the Red Sox farm system and obviously that's not the most important part of him his death but um, that was that changed things pretty significantly
1: yeah yeah that was uh that was a huge huge negative game changer something that the system will feel for a while uh, and that everybody will I, I guess you know Um, Jack Bale asks our next question. He says, will the Red Sox continue to rotate Leon and Vasquez the rest of the way? Mr. Lineups, Brian Joyner, what trends are you seeing, my friend?
3: I think they prefer Leon at this point. That's the trend I've seen. Wow. Uh, It seems that he is – this is just anecdotally, but recently – it seems like he has been in there more often than Vasquez. It seems like he's been, outside of Christian Vasquez's occasional 700-foot home runs, Um, seems like he's been uh, hitting better, and from the stats I see on the the Twitter machine, uh, has been better at uh, the ERAs are better. Um, Also, I don't remember what it was, but well, there was the Vasquez um, third strike thing on uh, the other day where Vasquez got crossed up with Kimbrel. Oh, and, that was awful. Yeah, it was awful. Um, but it's not the first time – Vasquez's defense is supposed to be the thing and he's obviously very good at it. But he has these brain farts and just judging by the the, the – Number of times I've put the names and it seems like they prefer Leon at this point. That's that's just what I'm seeing. I don't know. I, I don't
2: think, think it's, it's a hot still,
3: hand thing. It's yeah, it's exactly. It's definitely a hot hand thing. There's no clear winner, but I think Leon has the hot hand right now. Yeah,
1: I definitely say that. Uh, over watching this team since they've had both of these guys, I I really do believe that pitchers prefer to throw to
2: Leon. I agree with that. I think he. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, he, they, people seem to love throwing to him, and he kind of seems to be able to get into everybody's mind and like knows what they want to throw at any given time. Um, obviously, him and Sale have a ridiculous rapport, and he's kind of had that with Porcello a lot this year too. So I think you're. I think you're right on that.
3: Vasquez seems to have like the physical skills. Like I'm gonna try to yeah. pick you off of first base. I might throw you out at second and sit. But Sandy Leon is more of like the engaged uh, with the pitcher on every pitch to to a higher level.
1: That was such a great under-the-radar sort of signing there, getting Leon.
2: I love Sandy Leon.
1: Yeah, he's He's awesome. Uh,
3: I I would recommend we don't go listen to our podcast from like two months ago if we're talking about how much we love Sandy (laughs) Leon. Yeah, that's probably true.
1: <laughs> we shouldn't listen to any of our podcasts, probably. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get Except to for this. the one where we screamed, which leave a five star review. Time, but now would be amazing. <laughs> uh, let's get to Chris Henderson's question before we tackle three pretty good questions from uh, Boston sports fan. Chris Henderson asks us how much longer will Swihart be a Red Sox? It's clear he doesn't have a future with the organization. In the same time, he's taking up a roster spot. With a 165 bat, gone in a package for a reliever? Yes. Uh, He's definitely going to be gone. If he's not gone by the trade deadline, I would be shocked, and I think he'll have a really nice career somewhere.
2: Um, I think he's going to be gone by the trade deadline. I don't think he's going to have a very nice career anywhere, though, fortunately. Well, uh, he'll find a life after baseball. I don't think he's going to have a very nice career as a professional baseball player.
1: His mom's going to be pissed. All right, well, uh, Boston sports fans, first question. He says, do the Red Sox need to start Brock Holt on a more regular basis and have Nunez ride the bench more often? I'm a resounding yes on this. Matt, where are you at?
2: Yeah, um, I think Nunez has been better lately, so I wouldn't, like, totally ditch him or anything, but Holt should definitely be playing more often than him.
1: Brian, you team Holt? We lose Brian. I don't think we have Brian anymore.
3: Oh, well. No, I had it on mute. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm Team Holt. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, next question from Boston Sportsman. He says, after the season, who on the current Red Sox roster do you think the Red Sox should attempt to re-sign? Uh, Brian, first guy you think they should attempt to re-sign this
2: offseason?
3: Who am I choosing amongst? Uh, Craig Kimbrell.
2: Uh, Kimbrell, Kelly, Pomerance. Pierce. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody.
3: Craig Kimbrell by a country mile. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is the only I don't one I try money. to. I don't uh, care about the money. He's amazing. He's if you can amazing. get Pierce for cheap
2: money, I, I wouldn't mind keeping it. Sure. That, be a yeah, good. those are the only four. And then Adam Wind and uh Brandon Phillips, but obviously Shit, Adam Lind is on
3: the team, I forgot. And David about that. Price when he opts out. Yeah. No, I mean I like. <laughs> I think that it's possible we underrate Cambro. Um, I mean, a little, just a tiny speak, bit. Speak for yourself. Just a tiny bit because he is the best
2: of his so... generation.
3: Is he? Yeah. He's close to it. Yeah, I'd rather
2: have Michael Bond. Mm. The same generation? Absolutely not. Kimbrel over. I still would rather have Kimbrel, anyways, but
1: I would rather have Prime Papelbon over Prime Kimbrel.
3: No, but you're talking about. But you said you'd we're rather
2: have about a... careers, it's... right? Well, if you're we're talk... talking
1: about career as a whole, but just time with the Red Sox.
2: Oh, I'm not talking. I'm just talking about his career. That's yeah, a... Kimbrel has One... a better career than Papelbon. Would
3: you rather have Koji or the field? Koji. Right.
1: Give me, give me Koji oh. from 2013 over anybody,
3: including Kimbrel this year.
1: Koji would've struck out Zeus himself. I don't
3: know, yeah. man. Camera was Zeus is pretty Zeus. special last year. Zeus's OPS
1: was fucking
3: nasty. Yeah,
1: and he's real prone to the split, so you know, he would've he would have really got him. Last question comes from Boston Sportsman again. Do you think there's a possibility Dustin Pedroia will never play another major league game? In my opinion, I don't think he'll ever play again, and his career is over. It's sad, but I think what's going to happen, uh, that I think that's what's going to happen, and the Red Sox fan shouldn't be surprised if it does.
3: I think there's like a 1% chance he doesn't play again.
2: I'd be very surprised if that
3: happens. I'd be very surprised. It's not It's clearly not out of the question, but it is pretty much out of the question. That dude is going to fight to come back if you say like, will he play, if you set a number of games on it and said like, will he play fewer than 200 games for the rest of his career? I'd say this is, this is like a 30% chance of, it. Um, but not play another game. I feel like is ex- like, is, is this person going to kill him? Because if so, <laughs> then, then they're right and they win. So I, you know, I can't, I can't fight. I, I can't argue against that, but, Please I don't, don't think kill that. Pedroia. Yeah, please don't. Uh,
1: I think he plays by August, so yeah. I'm, I'm not about this.
3: I don't know about that. Jace. I don't know if he's going to play sure this that. year. Yeah,
1: that's how I'm feeling. Believe in the crazy guys. Believe in the crazy guys.
3: David Price is crazy.
1: David Price. All right, you know what? I'm not falling that. for that. <laughs> nope. Not doing it. You almost did. I almost, I almost did. I caught myself. <laughs> Um, all right. That has been our show, guys. Thank you for all the questions today. Uh, those were great questions. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please go on to iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. rate and review us, give us five stars, subscribe to the show so we come directly to whatever device you listen to us on. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. You can follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Brian with a Y, Joyner with an I. You can follow I'm Matt bloody. on Twitter at Matt RY Collins. You can follow me on Twitter at, at @devjake, And lastly, you can follow the Over the Monster site on Twitter at, at Over the Monster. Tweets provided by Matt Collins. Uh, some of them will be angry, though. Uh, but, you know, you're going you're gonna to get that. Um, thank you for joining us. We'll be with you next week. And uh, enjoy your week of baseball.